You're listening to a resource from the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. It is our joy to glorify God by treasuring Jesus in the preaching of His Word. We pray this resource will be a tool used to aid in your relationship with Christ in addition to your local church. Blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood of Jesus, nothing but the blood. Amen. You can be seated. Merry Christmas, everybody. We are glad that you are here this evening. My name is Sam, and on behalf of our church, we are grateful that you're here. I know that there are children in the room, okay? We are very aware of that, and church is this, okay? They keep the children with them in this place, and uh, have no fear. We have a children's ministry, okay? Um, But I want you to be uh, assured tonight that as we talk about his few minutes before we leave and, and we go celebrate with family and we go to sleep and wake up really early, um, I want to assure you that tonight as we look into his word, as we just talk for a few minutes about a passage, that it's okay. We are a real church with real families. We, we are not uh, fabricating. We're not pretending that this is something that it's not. Like these, this is what our homes sound like. Amen? Okay, so... A lot of amens in the room. So this is perfectly okay. If you're wondering, like, is he hearing those couple children here and there as he's talking? I'm hearing it, and it's okay, okay? We're going to continue to move forward and look at the scriptures. If you have a Bible, and if you don't, um, you can look on with somebody else or look on your phone or just look up on the screen. Um, I'm going to be talking through John chapter 1 just very briefly tonight. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. I also want to encourage you tonight um, just very briefly, if you go home and you do have children, um, if you go home tonight and are wondering how can we set the perspective for them in the morning before they, before they wake up and just unwrap everything, right? Let me just encourage you with a, a little uh, a way that you can disciple your family. Why don't maybe tomorrow morning prior to you opening up the gifts, you look at Luke chapter 2 and read through the actual Christmas story. Might take you just five minutes, uh, if you're a slow reader, to read through it, and then maybe just talk through it for just a few minutes. And as you do, just set some perspective of why we're truly celebrating this season. And I know God will use that briefly, and then um, you can go to town on the gifts. And so John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14, I'm going to read them. They're on the screen as well if you don't have a Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It was in the beginning. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, 
who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. As I was thinking about tonight and what we should discuss, obviously the Christmas story in Luke chapter two is the most, uh, the most uh, obvious and the most clear picture of the actual events of Jesus coming to earth and being born. But John chapter one tells us this story in a different way. And as I think about you and I think about God preparing your heart for this, for this night and, and really in this season, um, the only thing that I desire for you is to see the word of God and to allow that to transform your heart. The word of God is what does all the power. And so as we look at the story, rather than us just talking about it amongst ourselves, that we would see God's word, see what it says. And the more word we get, the more we're transformed because the Bible says that as the word goes out, it doesn't return void. It actually, like rain, accomplishes things in your heart. So as we see verses that maybe you've never seen before, it is so good. Maybe the Lord will bring to mind scriptures as you're laying in bed, as you wake up in the morning throughout your week to change your heart and to inform you of what God's word actually says about this thing. So what we're going to do is we're just going to walk through this very briefly for about 10 minutes or so, and we're going to look at some verses that support it and give us clarity. And we're going to understand this Christmas story, maybe from another perspective. This, Bible, this, this verse tells us that in the beginning was the word. What do we mean in the beginning? Well, if you look back to, to Genesis, remember this, this verse in Genesis chapter 1, 1, the very first verse? What does it say? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. What we see in this passage is it's showing us Jesus in creation. Listen, ready? Jesus was there in creation. In the beginning, when God created everything, the word was there. So we see Jesus in creation. This is the first part of the Christmas story. Jesus was there in creation. He's, he's from eternity past. He was, he's always been there in the beginning before everything was created. And then in the creation of everything, Jesus was there. And it says that in the beginning was the word. What does that mean? Well, Revelation chapter 19 tells us. This is the picture of Jesus. Ready? Then I saw heaven opened and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on, its, uh, on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire on his head, are many diadems. Maybe that's a different picture than you've maybe typically understood about Jesus, right? And he has a name written that nobody knows except himself. He is clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is what? The Word of God. In creation, we see Jesus. He was there before anything. His name is the word. He was before everything. And this word, he was with God. And he was God. He is God. And he was in the beginning with God. He is distinct, a distinct member of the Trinity. He is the, we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He is distinct, and yet he is all God. Here's what we know from, from Colossians chapter 1. Look at this. Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn of all creation. For by him, what was created? All things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him, all things hold together. 
So what we see is that in the beginning, in the very beginning, Jesus, he was there. He's the word of God. And he was with God. And the word was God. He's distinct, but he's the same. And in the beginning, this Jesus was there and all things were made through him. And without him, what was made? Nothing. In him was life. Now, when it talks about this life, it's the it's the physical life. Jesus gave us physical life and the life was the light of men. He showed us the general revelation of what God was like, who God is. We have an understanding that we are created in the image of God from Jesus making us like this. He gave us life. What we see in Acts chapter 17, look at this. He himself gives to all mankind what? Life and breath. And just in case that doesn't cover it, what else? Everything. This Jesus. He exists in creation. The light shines in the darkness. In creation, the light came out, and it shined in the darkness, and the darkness didn't overcome it. We understood, and we saw what God was like in creation, and Jesus was there. This passage tells us Jesus was in the beginning, in creation. He is God. This is the summary of this first section. Jesus is God. Can you say that? Ready? Jesus is God. This is what shows us. The second thing that we see in the passage is we see incarnation. Jesus was in the beginning in creation, and then we see Jesus in the incarnation. Does anyone know what that means, kids? What does it mean, incarnation? Anybody? What? Jesus became a? A creation. Close. Yes. He became a man, right? A human being. We see incarnation. Let's go back to our passage. Look at it. It's on the screen. There was a man, man sent from God whose name was John. That's John who? John the? He came as a witness to bear witness about the light, that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light, the true light, the one, that's Jesus Christ, which gives light to everyone. This is now speaking in the spiritual sense, shows us the way to God. He was doing what? He was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and yet the world did not know him. Look at this. This is the incarnation. Ready? He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. This is what we see in this passage, the incarnation. First, we see John the Baptist, right? So first, we see God, Jesus, in creation. He's God. Then we see him in the incarnation. He becomes man right? And when we see this picture, we understand from the scriptures that John the Baptist, he was the forerunner. He showed the way. Look at this, Luke chapter one. But the angel said, this is of John the Baptist, don't be afraid, Zechariah, that's his dad, for your prayers have been heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great before the Lord. And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And here's what he's going to do. Turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. This is John the Baptist. John was sent, but he was not the light. Who's the light? Jesus. But he came to show us the light, right? Jesus becomes man. And here's what we see in our passage, is that as John comes in and shows us the way, what was really happening was that the true light was coming into the world. Jesus Christ, fully man, fully God, we saw in creation, now here. And he's giving light to all of mankind. I want to show you this. Look at what Jesus says about himself. John chapter 8, ready? And Jesus spoke, saying to them, what? I am the 
light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. But it also says that as Jesus came into the world, what was the reaction? They rejected him. They didn't know him. And here's what Isaiah tells us about Jesus's ministry. Look at this in Isaiah 53. Ready? He was despised and rejected. He was a man of sorrows and he was acquainted with grief. As one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. This is Jesus. He was there in creation. He's God. This is Jesus. He came to earth incarnation. He became fully man. And the third picture we see in our passage is salvation. The reason why he came to earth was to provide salvation. Let's go back to our passage, and this is our last one. You ready? But to all, verse 12, but to all who did receive him, who believe in his name, he gave the right to become what? Children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, this is a summary, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as the only son from the Father, full of what? Grace and truth, salvation. Listen, this is what we see, this light came into the world, and listen to close, if you don't hear anything else tonight, listen. To all who did receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. Now listen, what he says in here is that to all who receive him, unless you don't know what receiving him means, he uses a synonym. And what's that synonym? Believing in his name. To all who those, to, to those people who have received him, believe in his name, same thing, he gave the right to become children of God. And this is the whole gospel. Listen, 1 John 5, 1 says, everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. You become a child of God. You guys know this verse. You could probably recite it without even looking. John 3, 16, can you say it? Ready? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. He gave the right to become a, ch a child of God to everyone who would believe in his name. Romans 10, 9 through 10 tells us this, that if you'll confess with your mouth that Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, one more thing I want to show you from our passage is that as this word came in, he emphasized showed us two things. You know what those two things are? Grace and truth. In his salvation, listen, ready? In salvation, we see two things, grace and we see truth. What's the grace? Well, the grace, he paid for your sin. He has come to save sinners. If you are full of sin this Christmas season, listen, Jesus came to show you grace. Through him coming to earth, even though he's God, he became fully man to provide salvation, to show you grace, the forgiveness of sins, because Jesus actually came to earth to die. That was the purpose, born to die. Christmas is not an end in it of itself. We can't celebrate Christmas isolated. Christmas always has to be connected to the cross. He came to earth to die on your behalf and give you forgiveness of sins. That's grace. He paid for your sin by going to the cross. He's full of grace. Jesus Christ came to save sinners. Look at this. Here's what we understand. 
The saying is trustworthy, 1 Timothy 1.15. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance. So listen, just in case you don't trust this, okay? It's fully trustworthy and it's deserving of full acceptance. What's the message? That Jesus Christ, he came into the world to save what? Sinners. That's grace. But then we know the truth as well. John 14.6, look at this, and we're done. It says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. You see, when Jesus came into the world, he came to forgive sinners, but he came to show that it was only through him. He's the truth. He's the Son of God, the Messiah, the Anointed One, God incarnate. He was there in creation. He came to earth incarnation to provide salvation. This Jesus is the way to your salvation. It's only through his name, and that's the truth. And so if you would believe and receive Jesus, you would find eternal life. This is what we see in Christmas, church, that Jesus Christ, he's fully God. He was there in creation, he's fully man, incarnation, and he came to provide salvation. I want you to ask yourself this question. Have I ever trusted in Jesus Christ for my salvation? Listen, if you have never done that, it's okay to be honest. If you're not sure, it's okay to, to pray and solidify that in just a moment because it doesn't nullify everything else. It just solidifies you right here, right now and your relationship with God. And if you have done that, listen, I want you to just be mesmerized and captivated and, and worshipful in your heart that Jesus Christ, fully God, would on his own initiative come to his creation to be rejected. And in that work, he would provide salvation for you by paying for your sins. He provides grace for sinners, but it's only through his name. So respond to Jesus. Trust in him maybe for the very first time. Or today, if you already have, respond to him in worship that he's paid for your sins. Christmas is always connected to the what? Let's pray. Father, we come before you tonight. I love hearing these voices, although I have to talk a little bit louder and try a little bit harder. But God, I pray that your word would just do its work. I pray that tonight as your word goes forth, and it has, I just pray that you would show us who you are, that you were there in the beginning, you came to us, God incarnate, to provide salvation. I pray if there's anyone in this room who has never trusted in you, fully given their life, surrendered over to you, made you their treasure, I pray that they would and be saved. And God, I pray that if those in this room who have dedicated their lives to you, surrendered to you, but yet your heart is maybe the furthest thing from being worshipful for what you've done on the cross. I pray, Spirit, you would do something supernatural in us. Show us this grace that you've given us through the cross, that there is no one too far that can't be forgiven because of your work. And yet it's only through your name as we trust in you because you are the only one who provided salvation. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for coming to earth. Help us to glorify you as we leave. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this resource from the Field Church in Mandeville, Louisiana. We pray that it helps you joyfully make Jesus Christ your treasure.